it gets a little weird today. We're talking about middle parts. And there are actually a lot of sort of millennial reference jargon in here in today's episode. So I want to prepare you, but I am working on like infusing definitions of what I'm talking about. But we're talking about thirst. And I think the normal equivalent to thirst is ego, but in just how thirsty of a world we've created and we live in and how unnecessary it is to serve that. Mm -mm. So we're talking through denouncing that and really how to rise up in your own truth and abundance and like just do stuff you want to do. Not serve ego slash thirst for the rest of your life. No, no, no. It will not take us anywhere worth going. Goodbye. Goodbye, thirsty. Goodbye, desert. Goodbye. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, welcome. How are you today? Seriously, how are you? Self-check. What's the pulse like? What's it looking like? What's it feeling like to be you? Where are you? How are you? Okay, let's go ahead and dive into our great things. My great thing from yesterday (laughs) was... Trying out a middle part, you know, doing my best to just try to navigate generational differences and just test things like, you know, maybe, maybe there's a reason that fluffy hairspray bangs don't exist anymore. Maybe it was time. Maybe it was time to give it up. Maybe side parts are cool, but maybe we could just test out a middle part. And hey, I'm just saying, I don't know who imposed and said that skinny jeans were ours, but I you can take that one back. I don't know that I was ever that much on the skinny jean train. I own 
skinny jeans, but I was a very, very late adopter to the skinny jean trend. So I'm just saying, like, if we give up one but not the other, I would I would willingly give up skinny jeans. Like, what? I'm good. Good with it. Um, and just like jeans in general, to be quite honest. We don't, we don't have to go there. Anyways, this is if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's been sort of this generational debate, which is really just silly. It's a silly little thing where they're saying like, millennials in your skinny jeans and your side parts, like it's over for you. Get rid of those things. Never. Right? And I'm kind of sitting here like, well, you know, maybe it is time for a hair evolution. Maybe it is time to test out a different part. It's not even that big a deal. Let's just see. And to my mother's generation who spent a lot of time fluffing up bangs in a lot of elementary photos that we cannot take back anymore. You know, they exist. There's a timestamp. Those fluffy curled up bangs, it happened. And now we look back and we realize that Maybe that wasn't the greatest thing, or maybe it was the greatest thing, right? And maybe side parts were the greatest thing, but now we can test out and experience new things. And I am all for, like, if you have a very loose fitting jean that is actually comfortable, that doesn't cut off my circulation, yeah, bring that here. What does that look like? Okay. Let's keep the high waist trend going. I'm here for that. And let's just try out a middle part. Let's just try it. Let's see what happens. Let's see. I actually got a lot of good feedback from the middle part, regardless of whether that's valuable or not. Um, you know, it was just fun to see what something different could look like, could feel like. I don't know if I'll stick to it, but it was fun to look at something different and not have to go get a whole entire haircut. Like, oh my gosh, this is completely changed. So my great thing is just, you know, continuing to experiment. I don't know. I don't think any of us have it figured out. I don't think any one generation is like the discoverer of all the great things. That's sort of what's cool is we can all go and discover new things and we can decide to bring fluffy bangs back or not. We can decide to try a different kind of gene or not. We can decide whether or not we want to continue to practice the side part or not. It's sort of this super cool phenomena. Welcome to the world. We're running a real nation. <laughs> Welcome to the present. We're running a real nation. Sorry, Hamilton. Okay, we won't go there. Not today. Uh, so that's my great thing. You know, I tried the middle part. If you're on video, I still, I put the middle part in just for today, just for this video. Like you can see it. How are we doing? How are we existing with the middle part? How's it going? It's going okay. You know? It was a rocky road in front of the mirror yesterday. Like, uh, can I trust this much hair being equally distributed right down and possibly drawing attention to my nose? Can I trust that? Is it going to be okay? It's okay. 
we survived. And we can, we can do things like that. We can test things and then we can decide, did I like that? And this is most important. No matter what feedback you get, and we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper, whether it's positive or negative, I always try to come back to with my children and with myself, right? Because that's the normal question. How did everyone like your outfit? How did everyone like your hair? How did everyone like, no, hard stop. When you're asking, and I... I get caught up in that, right? I'll come, we'll come home. You know, my kids got some hair dye put in their hair. And the first reaction is like, oh my gosh, Baylor, how did everyone like your hair? Hard stop self, right? And then if I slip up, which I do almost all the time because it's ingrained in us so early on that it's hard to break. I'll follow that question with most importantly, how do you like your hair? And that is where we need to keep the conversation with ourselves. Do I like the middle part? Regardless of what anyone said, good, bad, or otherwise, do I like it? Yeah, I'm kind of getting, okay, sort of my dream self-existence. Almost with my long hair, with where it is right now, almost getting Blake Lively vibes. Not to the entirety of Blake Lively and all the goodness and beauty that she is. But once I added the center part, I was like, I can kind of see it. I'm sort of becoming her. Wow. Sheesh. Amazing. Right? So try new things because if I hadn't tried a middle part, I might not have put all of that together. I might not have felt in my truest Blake Lively gossip girl running wild through the world self. Sorry, I'm really apologizing for any of you who are not millennials living your best life right now. Maybe your earlier generations, maybe your later generations. This was heavy in millennial jargon. And I I won't apologize for it, but I will go ahead and just say, like, you may have tapped out by now and I'm okay with that. You should know. If you are a millennial and you're living your best life, listening to all of these references and going, oh my gosh, yes, Gossip Girl read all those books in middle school. Come on. And then kind of secretly watched the show later in life uh, to experience it all again. Yes. Okay. Hey. Hi. Great to see you. So glad we're here together. Um, but yeah, that's my great thing. Go ahead. Recognize yourself for your great thing, even if it is like, girl, tried a different part, didn't go with the extreme side part, felt okay about it. Maybe going to throw out some skinny jeans, not even sure that I liked them to begin with. Okay, test it, go for it. All right, so today we are talking about the thirst, all the thirst, all the thirsty things. Um, my sister and I had a very long discussion on thirst yesterday and the fact that we were sort of raised in like a desert where like the thirst was so real and so rampant all the time. It was like we had to attempt to get recognized, attempt to exist all the time, right? 
and everyone that we knew did. And it was, it was just, it was just thirsty. It was really thirsty. And today I wanted to come on here and talk about how unnecessary thirst is. It's just not needed, right? Your focus shouldn't be in getting the attention and getting all the things. Focus really should lie in you being in alignment. And when we experience alignment, things flow to us easily. And we don't have to be out there holding a cup out like, please see me, look, all the things, right? We can just do do the things that we feel and the world can react to that. And, and thirst inevitably. Okay. And if you don't know what thirst is, I would go ahead and equate thirst to, okay. (laughs) We're like in all the jargon terms. Thirst, I would say would be like over hungry or, um, over hungry or what's a better word for that? Like people who are just a lot, but unnecessarily, like it didn't even have to be that. And I think this is where that comes from is this thought that this moment's only going to last for so long. And so I got to grasp onto it and I got to be everything that I need to be right in this moment. And that really comes from a place of scarcity, right? And the reason that thirst existed so much in our beings growing up was because we really lived in a very scarce mindset. Whereas like, oh my gosh, wait, we better plan this trip and it better be everything. We better do all the things and we better X, Y, and Z because we'll never get this chance to do this again. And, and vacations are very limited and we might go on one in our lifetime. And I think while that's where a lot of us get, that's not the reality. It's not real. We don't, like, you're choosing scarcity at that point. You're speaking scarcity into existence. And the same goes with the thirst required in order to survive in scarce environments. You have to be thirsty in scarce environments because you have trained yourself so much that this could never be for you, that you aren't even deserving of this, that this time, this instance, this being is short-lived. And so you better work. You better exist here as long as you possibly can grasp on, do all the things so much that you're actually exhausted and you don't even enjoy it anymore because it's fleeting. And today I want to like just exhaust the thirst, like goodbye. We don't have to do that. We live in a world that's super abundant. And when we focus on alignment and alignment looks like helping people versus like needing all these things. When we are just working in our own alignment, we find that we can go ahead and extinguish thirst. Bye. We're not in a desert, sweet loves. We aren't existing there. Water is flowing. Money is flowing. Opportunities are flowing. We don't have to worry. We don't have to steal ideas. We don't have to go and run so fast that we don't even enjoy things anymore. We don't have to create content according to what people liked, according to what God likes, 
while that may be an effective strategy, it's not going to be effective if you don't enjoy making content that way. Okay? If, if they're liking things that you don't like doing or producing, it's not going to last long. And I'll tell you the thirst of that moment, if you continue chasing it, like you're, you're only going to quench your thirst for so long, right? What does it look like to practice abundance? What does it look like to just create content, to just create whatever it is for the pure sake of enjoyment of doing it and aligning with that? Do I like just creating a podcast every day or do I not? No, I, I really do. I really enjoy that. Okay, so I'm going to keep doing it. Now, what could have happened was that I tested so much that I went out to the audience so much that I reacted and created according to only feedback that I got, which I mean, we wouldn't have probably created too much because <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly my point. Like you can just create based on what your heart wants to create, based on what your heart desires. In fact, I would say that's the only way to do it. The rest of the things are going to leave you running into like this thirst desert, right? If you bend every time that someone like barks or every time that someone sparks and, and tells you that you're amazing. And then you go, Oh my God, yes, I'm amazing. I can stop working so hard. Boom. You about to get out ran. Keep going, but go with things that align with who you want to be. And don't just chase every thirst opportunity. This is not a desert. The world is so abundant. It's so beautiful. It just, it wants what you want. Are you willing to say and stay true to the things that you want? And some of those things are going to be test trust. Like the world, the universe is going to test you and it's going to say, okay, create this, do it. And then it's going to like maybe throw applause or it's going to throw silence at you. Right? And sometimes those are just tests to see if you're true to the things that you say. And that's how you should go ahead and approach those things. Not like run off into the distance because someone was like, oh my gosh, you should coach. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't really want to coach at all, but I sh you're right. I should. I should. That's what I'm creating. That would be cool. Okay. I should do that. Okay. I'm going to coach. Right. And then all of a sudden you do that and maybe it goes well, but then you fizzle out because it wasn't really something you were interested in doing anyways. And I think that this is what's challenging about this is when we start experimenting with the things that we want to do, we go ahead and take that acknowledgement, sometimes the first acknowledgement, as like source or sight or whatever, like that's the truth. And I'm going to follow that truth because that was the first thing that I got. And I think today, like if we go ahead and acknowledge that the world is abundant, right? We don't have a pace. We don't have this like need to press the gas pedal down so hard and so fast that we get to running and we don't even know what exists. We don't have that need anymore. 
We don't have to be so thirsty. We don't have to run after the first person that gives us any sort of nod at all. We don't have to. Why? Because we know that it's the first of many nods. We know that we're just testing something that maybe isn't meant to stick. Maybe it will stick. Maybe it won't. That's not really for us to decide. We're just testing at this point. And so your, your biggest thing right now is just to continue testing. See how you feel about it. Stay consistent, right, in that test. And don't allow yourself to run. And I know that it's hard. And I know, I know, I know, I know. And for those of us who grew up in a desert, like this may be one of your hardest things to heal. For those of you who grew up in super scarce environments with very scarce mindsets, right? And and that's like a cycle and a practice that takes continual healing and commitment to the healing of that. And that's probably inclusive of money. That's probably inclusive of opportunity. It's inclusive of a lot of things. But that scarce mindset is big, 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 big thing to heal. And so if you can feel yourself getting super thirsty in those moments or like someone acknowledges something about you and you're like, Here's all of my light shineth on you. Yes, I agree. I am awesome. Oh. And then you run with that as fast and far as you can. You don't have to. Nope, no, 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 no. You don't have to. Because the world is abundant. And the greatest thing that you can do is go ahead and push the like slow button. Like go at it in slow motion. It's the only way to really hear how you feel. And when we're working in thirst or in ego states, and we kind of flow in and out of ego states, when we're working towards that, we get lost because we start serving ego. We start looking for the like counts. We start looking for the plays and the downloads. And when we're following that and serving that sort of bigger beast, right? Or the promotions or fill in the blank, the money, fill in the blank, whatever serving ego looks like for you. It might not be an Instagram thing. It might be a, you know, they signed up for this thing or they, they did this, like whatever that is for you. When we're serving that ego, we tend to lose ourselves. Yeah. And I know. I know thirst is really hard to denounce, especially if y'all grew up in deserts like I did. Come on. Right? And we were like the thirstiest family. Trust. There's still thirst that I'm recovering from. I'm a recovering addict of thirst and ego. I will go ahead. Hi, my name is Hannah. I'm a Thurston ego addict. Okay. It's hard. It's really hard to heal from that. But so many of us grew up in these scarce environments that it's no wonder that we become that, that we serve that. Because we were taught that our entire lives growing up, there will never be enough. There will never be enough. And so if you get your chance, if you work, 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 if you put in that time, when you get your chance, you go. 
and you run as fast and as hard as you can and you go and you go and you go and you go, right? And at the end of all of that, if you get where you were going, you may show up there and feel more lost than you feel found. Sorry, just speaking from experience here, very specific experience, very specific thirst measures, very specific life that happened to me. And I found myself curled up in a ball, not knowing how to exist anymore, even though really I was in the exact existence that I wanted for my life. That existence was according to ego, was according to the thirstiness that I was raised in. Like it wasn't really according to anything that I wanted for myself. It wasn't really aligned with anything that I wanted to do. Was I even helping people? I don't know. I really just want to help people. That's it. That's all. That's all. Right? I want to solve problems. And I want to help people find themselves. That's all. And like, if I can serve that purpose, that's it. I'm not out here to ruin anybody's life. I'm not out here to like denounce how I was raised to like hurt anybody's feelings. Like I'm just exploring and navigating my own truth and way back to self. That's it. That's it, folks. And as I explore that and go on that adventure, I thought, huh, wouldn't that be helpful? If someone found themselves in a very similar place, wouldn't it be helpful to go on that journey with someone so that you didn't feel so alone in that journey? Wouldn't that be cool? And here's the thing. If we had chased ego and believe me, probably season one was still a lot of ego chasing. And I'm not sure that we are fully healed from it in season two, but like, when we chase that ego, that would be me grasping onto anything that anyone acknowledged, any episode that got any likes, any, any feedback that was good, like let's chase and follow that and let's do that thing. And right. The only thing that saved me from serving all that thirst was this, was the consistency of creating this. And when I followed those things, I ran out And so I had to just go back to what was in alignment for me. What was truth for me? I love all of you. And I want to create everything that you need. But that's pretty thirsty. That's a thirsty statement in and of itself. This thought that I would have everything that you need. Are you crazy? Not a chance. And there's not a chance that any one person can give you everything that you need except for yourself. You are the only one that can give you everything that you need, period. And so if you are signing up for anything, if you are paying money, if you are doing anything that's like, oh my gosh, they're going to give me all the wrong. They're not. They can't. You're the only one who has the answers. They can give you clues. They can give you prompts. But you're the only one that knows. Period. And it is a very thirsty pursuit to think that someone else can give you a fast pass to finding the life that you should be living. 
No, they can't. No, they can't. And I know that that means that that's going to come with a lot of work and a lot of healing. And probably the biggest thing that you're going to have to heal from is this scarcity mindset of there's not enough and I better steal, beg, and borrow to get where I need to go. Even the thought that you would have to do that, even the thought that you would have to look outside of yourself to get somewhere is scarce, right? You have everything that you need right inside of you. And some of those things have been broken and you will have to look outside of yourself for help to heal. But you have everything you need. There may be fragments that need to be put back together Because someone came through and taught you something that wasn't real, right? Someone came in and forced like this dark shadow of scarcity and thirst. And so all of the beautiful, bright, shiny things that you have have had to exist in this shadow. And we're going to have to figure out how to release that shadow in order for you to get in alignment, in order for you to live the life that you want. But like, you don't have to serve thirst. You don't have to serve scarcity. The things that you want, the universe wants for you. And you owe it to yourself, to your being, to everyone who comes after you. You owe it to them and most importantly to yourself to find out what that is for you. To explore that, to heal that. And really to heal it so that you aren't passing those things on. And not just listen. You don't have to have children to be passing that on in negative ways. Right? Are you doing it in the workplace? Are you doing it in your own home with your significant other, with your spouse, with just the people that you're dating, with your friends, with like who are you? Imagine yourself moving through this world as this shadow, right? And sometimes we want to share that shadow because, well, truth of the matter, misery loves company, people. And so, like, if I'm miserable, I want you to be too. And so we share that with our friend networks. We share that with our children. We share that with our family networks. We share that with our significant others or the people we're dating. Like, we share the shadow because it's easier, right? It's easier than figuring out what the shadow is, where the darkness came from, how long we've been living in this existence. It's so much easier to stay there. It's easier to practice scarcity than abundance, period. And so many of us have grown up in that shadow. We don't even really know what our brightness looks like, what our full self looks like anymore. And so today, like, let's just announce thirst. Let's go ahead and act as if. The world is the most abundant place we've ever walked in, which it absolutely is. It's sort of insane once you remove that shadow, how beautifully abundant the world is and how aligned it can actually be when you denounce thirst, when you denounce scarcity. 
So like today, girl, fill your water bottle. Stop running thirsty everywhere. You don't have to. You do not have to practice thirst. The world is abundant. The world is abundantly aligned with you. Take action, but don't chase ego and thirst as if you have to. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.